0: I have all kinds of lines I'm thinking about. Can you imagine when God turned seas into highways? Oh, there's no way we can get across this sea, right? Moses. And God's like, watch this. <laughs> and here's the thing. He is still that same God. Whatever river side you are standing or lake or ocean, whatever it feels like to you, and you're like, God, there's no way I can get across. Leave the getting across to him. Amen. It's your job just to be obedient and know, hey, uh, somehow I gotta get over there. I just don't know how. But let him open that up. I think about that. I couldn't help but think about that. He turns seas into highways, but here's the deal. The next line says, He's the only one that can. I can't do that. You can't do that. But our God can. Amen. Amen. Oh, take a deep breath. That was good, Josh. I can hardly get through that song. If that don't light your fire, your wood is wet. I'm just telling you. If you're visiting with us today, welcome. If you're online and you're visiting, we love you. Let us know you're out there. Let us know that you're watching. And if you're in the room with us today, share it. If you've got your phone out, share that. Share that. Say, hey, welcome to church. Maybe for some of you, you don't like church. Maybe some of you have been hurt in church. Maybe for some of you, you don't even understand what church is about. And that's okay. We're all still figuring that out together. Amen? Amen. We're all still figuring that out together. That's the cool thing is that we all get to do this together and crosswalk is making a vow together to figure that out and how we keep moving forward we celebrated 20 years last week 20 years oh my goodness i want to say a special thank you to jeff um the best jeff i know um i he yeah he is he's the best jeff i know my husband jeff you guys saw him earlier i want to say thank you for all his hard work last week and kristen and Rusty, and Pastor Don, and our building team, yes, yes, I want to say thank you to Laurel and V, who's at the most gorgeous table, if you saw the cake, we're going to be putting that cake out on display in the next week, it's so pretty, only Laurel and V, Uh, Carlos for taking pictures, and Bruce for taking pictures, and Bruce just always here to do whatever it takes, Bruce, thank you, Um, Yes, and our amazing team and our amazing band. I don't think there's a team and a band on the planet better than what we have right in this room. And I don't say that lightly. I don't say that lightly and I don't, y'all know I just wouldn't say anything at all. But I believe that this band and this team are amazing. And not only are they good at what they do, they mean what they play. They mean what they sing. I love it. So guess what? Today is our future. It's what we talked about last week. Remember, we honored our past. We honored our present. We're going to honor our future, and today is our future. As we move forward as Crosswalk, what that means, and every single one of you being a part of that. I'm kind of excited about that. I'm excited about it today we also close our series called the ties that bind and many of you may not know but this series our own pastor Don helped write this series yes yes Mm -hmm. I've enjoyed this series a lot Don I was thinking about it after many conversations that we had because it reminded me of the ties that really do bind us together and not any of them look the same they all look completely different (laughs) but they've binded you and me together they've binded all of us in this room together and guess what there ain't nothing you can do about it you're stuck with me and you might have to be next door to me in heaven so you gotta get over it now (laughs) you know God has a sense of humor that's what he'll do y'all better learn to love each other and moving forward because he'll stick you next door in that mansion upstairs Whatever that looks like. Today we're going to talk about ties that bind that seem obvious, and yet they're not. We're going to talk about two sisters. These are sisters that you guys have heard about, probably read books about. They're not going to be uncommon to you, for they're about two sisters named Mary and Martha. I like stories about women because they're going to get intense. Intense. You're about to see all the emotions take place in a five-minute sermon. Amen? It's good. It's good. Ladies, you're laughing with me because we can relate to each other. Amen. Amen. Amen? We're going to be reading today from Luke 10. If you want to follow with me, chapter 10, starting at verse 38. While Jesus and his disciples were traveling, Jesus entered a village where a woman named Martha welcomed him as a guest. She had a sister named Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his message. By contrast, Martha was preoccupied with getting everything ready for their meal. So Martha came to him and said, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to prepare the table all by myself? Are y'all already feeling all the emotion going on up in here, right? (laughs) Tell her to help me. (laughs) The Lord answered, Martha. And he didn't do it once. He goes, Martha again. (laughs) You are worried and distracted by many things. One thing is necessary. One thing. Is necessary. Mary has chosen the better part. It won't be taken away from her. Amen to that. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. The short of the long. Hospitality and welcoming at its finest in this story is important to understand. Jesus comes into a town called Bethany. And Martha wants to demonstrate good hospitality. She invites Jesus over and they begin the process of what that needs to look like. And then Martha tells her sister, Mary, who lives with her, that Jesus is coming, right? So, you know, she announced, hey, we've got to get this done, that done, this done. And what does Mary do? Mary proceeds to just sit at the feet of Jesus and listen. And like we all do. We're not minding our own business. We're paying attention to someone else's business. And so we go to Jesus going, I need you to know their business. She's not helping me over here. Martha. Martha. We've all been guilty of it, right? Now, before we take... And make Martha look like the villain here. Let's admit that while reading the beginning of the story, we can relate to Martha a little bit. Because a man's got to eat. Right? We want to look at Mary and be like, hey, get off your bootay and help. That's what we want to say. Because things have got to happen. It's got to be right. It's got to be perfect. Everything in this house needs to be ready. Jesus, after all, is here. But that's not what Jesus is looking for. Because then something happens. Jesus speaks. You see, we can't just have beers and doers. We've got to have and be beers and doers. Does that make sense? It takes beers and doers. You can't have one without the other you got to have them both. If everyone just did and wasn't being, the world would be a mess. Same thing. You can't have beers and no one doing anything. Nothing would get done. Jesus would have starved, right? We know better. So I want to tell you a story about a lady and her daughter. I didn't know was going to be here today, but I'm excited. I sent her a text and I said, I'm going to talk about your mama today. And the second church that I served, I was there for about 10 years. And and there was a woman in this church. Her name was Miss Judy. Miss Judy Granger was her name. And Miss Judy was just... The lady that did everything. Now, one of my personal favorite things she did is she made these cookies. Y'all, they are going to be in heaven. I know it. They're like these snickerdoodles dipped in fudge and then half of it's... I mean, I don't even know, but it's like you feel like you're in heaven just sitting there eating her cookie. But the main thing that I worked a lot with Miss Judy on was on Sunday mornings. Miss Judy was head of SBRC. She had been on building committees. Miss Judy had done it all, but one of the things that she was excellent at was hospitality. So, Miss Judy, when, when you walked into the sanctuary at this church where I was, Miss Judy was the first person that you saw. And Miss Judy's got the best Southern draw of anybody I know. And when she welcomes you, it's like a mix between a Southern Belle and Blanche Devereaux all at the same time. I mean, you felt like you had known her your whole life. And if you hadn't, you wanted to know her. But what she wanted you to know is Jesus. And she made a point of not one person not knowing they were loved by Jesus. And what I remember about Miss Judy is she would sit there and she would help usher and greet. And and she was our head usher and greeter. And so she was busy. But all of a sudden you would see Miss Judy with that, that offering plate in her hand, getting ready, with her eyes closed and she just began to worship. And you'd look in the back of that room and tears just streaming down her face. Because all of a sudden she knew how. To go from doing to being. I'm like, Miss Judy, how do you do that? And of course, in total Miss Judy fashion, it was not complicated. You can't miss out, Didi, on what the Lord is doing. He's so good, that's what she would say. He's so good, you can't miss out on what he is doing. And I discovered while getting to know, and to this day, I love this woman with all my heart, and I get to see her periodically. But the thing that I learned from Miss Judy was balance. Amen. It's balance. It's a balance. Balancing when to do and when to be. We can, get, we can get so caught up in just maintaining our being that we forget to put hands and feet to what we have learned. Even in church, we can get so busy fueling our own tanks with just being and sitting here and worship. that We forget that God says, hey, you've got to take that worship and you've got to use that. Amen. But it is in the learning, the balance and when to move and when not to move, when to be still, when to know when the presence of God is moving and you got to just stop and push the pause button. What ties us together, what tied Mary and Martha together, though, is really simple. While one is going crazy and the other is just sitting at the feet of Jesus, here's the thing it was for both of them, they were both in the presence. Of Jesus Amen. one was going and one was stopping but they were both in the presence of Jesus I cannot imagine I mean hey Jesus come to my house let's hang out at the Jones house for a little while let's have some dinner but most of all Jesus let's have some coffee Really? Y'all, I wouldn't even know what to do. I'm telling you, I would be like starstruck. I would just be sitting there. They both got to experience being in the presence of Jesus. But they both saw Jesus differently. I would hope if Jesus came to my house, I would be like Mary and have the honor of just sitting at his feet. But then I hope I would remember not to take that honor too lightly and realize that there is something I have to do with that honor. And that would cause me to get up and move. I think learning the balance of when and when not to is important, but I think realizing that Jesus is in your house is the deal. Every day we get that opportunity to realize Jesus is in the house. What do we do? Jesus is in your house, and there's nothing you can do about it. Jesus says, I love you like you are. Jesus says, I accept you for who you are. Jesus says, I want to be in your house. Are we going to be too busy, or are we going to sit and pay attention? I mean, Jesus has got to eat. But realizing that Jesus has something to say is even more important. And when Jesus speaks, are we listening? When Jesus speaks, are we listening? And some of you look at me and go, yeah, I don't know when Jesus speaks. I'm not sure I even understand that. Here's what I can tell you in my journey of becoming to the, to the place or trying to get to the place, let's put it that way, of when Jesus speaks, do I understand? What I did learn is that i got to be quiet first. I've got to be still first. I've got to acknowledge first. Okay, God, I don't know, but I want to hear. So I'm going to be here. It's the constant balance of knowing when and when not to. It's a balance. Here's what I want you to remember, and this dawned on me. Trina, this made me think about a conversation you and I had about a couple of months ago. But you have to understand, David didn't just stand there. He prayed, he listened to God, but he had to pick up that rock. But in the same breath, how many make a move in what they think Jesus wants, but they don't stop to pray about it and ask? They don't listen. Sometimes we just also have to mind our own business. But it's pretty over there, and I want to know why it's like that. It's not my place or anyone else's place to point out when you are supposed to be and when you're supposed to do. I mean, we may push a little. But it is not our place to ever stand in judgment, period. When I think about my journey, I pray that I can be like Miss Judy Granger, who knew how to be both a doer and a beer at the same time, and she made it look really easy, and I know it wasn't. I know that for her, it was a process of learning in her life what is important. And she didn't want to miss a thing. And let me tell you, this lady is still going strong because she doesn't want to miss a thing that Jesus has to say. She taught me there is room for both. She even taught me you can do both at the same time sometimes. Friends, as we think about the ties that bind us, we must remember it takes us all and all our being and doing. We are brothers and sisters and we are better at loving each other because God is going to move us next door to each other one day. Like I said, (laughs) don't forget that. I said that earlier. God is going to move you next door to each other. You can't worry about what someone's doing and what someone's being. you got to worry about what is God telling you to do in that moment. Am I supposed to be in this moment or am I supposed to do in this moment? But what I do know is that even being in the presence of God is doing something. Because it's taking the effort to stop and say, Lord, I want to hear what you have to say. I want to do what you want me to do, but I don't want to miss a thing. What ties us together is knowing that there are moments the world needs us to sit at the feet of Jesus and listen to his voice. I don't know about you, but more than ever, I have felt this is a time where everybody's got an opinion. And y'all, honestly, not, none of them are really good. I sit back and I, I'm like, I'm more confused than I was yesterday. When I'm that confused, you know what that means? I need to sit at the feet of Jesus and I need to listen to what Jesus says. I don't need to listen to what the opinions of everybody else have to say because everybody's got them and you know what they say about that. They all smell bad. That's all I'm going to tell you. It's just the truth. We're family in here, right? I mean, we're just going to be honest. It's the truth. This is church and in church we should be saying the things that are true. Guys, we live in a world today, I don't care where you go anymore. Someone's got a thought about a mask. Someone's got a thought about not a mask, being vaccinated, not being vaccinated, who you voted for, and none of it matters. What matters is when you are sitting at the feet of Jesus and he is speaking. That's what matters. What matters is, is then when Jesus says, you know what, get up and walk and go do what I've asked you to do. Are you ready to do that? That's what matters. And as I close today, amen. Y'all can clap. Give him a hand clap of praise. Here's what I will say to you as your journey continues. And you think about Mary and Martha and you think about how does that tie us together? I don't even know where I fit in. I don't know if I'm a beer. I don't know if I'm a doer. I don't know what I am. Here's what I want you to know, that's okay. I don't want to talk too much church talk that I miss reaching you right where you are and most of all, allowing the Holy Spirit to do that. Because I want you to understand that if you were sitting in your seat today or you're at home today and you're asking the question, I don't know. I want you to understand we don't either. We can try to understand We can try to figure it out. But here's what I know is that most of all, just like that day that I love about Jesus is that Jesus met them where they were. Jesus met them in their home. And right where they were, Jesus spoke. That same God is still the same God today. He will meet you where you are. He will speak. He will love you through whatever you're dealing with. He already knows what you're dealing with. You don't even have to tell him in your heart and your mind in the battle that you're that, that's playing out for you every single day. And you've got so busy making this laugh of either surviving in it are just trying to make it through that all you've done is survive, you've not lived. And Jesus said, "I'm going to do the same thing for you that I did for Mary and Martha I'm going to meet you where you are." And he will do the same for you whatever that looks like, wherever that is for you I find In the moments when I think I can't take another breath, I can't take another text, I can't take another email, guess what? There's Jesus. He's met me right where I am. He's met me right where I am. He will meet you right where you are. Just make sure you're not too busy. He will meet you right where you are.